what is going on guys welcome to stable connection my name is dustin along with me always is trey we got a little bit of a good show for y'all tonight or today or whenever y'all are watching hopefully y'all are watching this saturday as it comes out um revolution was a hell of a show I just uh, I want to jump in and say congrats on getting our intro right. Thank you. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Very very proud. No, Revolution was great. I watched probably about eighty percent of it. I missed the first, I think, match or two, but the rest of it was fantastic. Also with us, he's being a little quiet right now, but Jacob, our matchup mania analysis, as we call him. Hey, what's up? That's, apparently, we have to get a freaking AEW show in just to get Jacob to lose. Yeah, I know too much about WWE, guys. I'm so sorry. It's too good. Too good. <laughs> um, match of the night, in y'all's opinion. Oof. Hmm. I hadn't thought too deep about that one. Honestly, I mean, having watched... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was probably just going to say, up there is definitely the 60-man Iron Man match. But the Hangman and Mox match was pretty good too, so I'll have to think about it. I definitely think the Iron Man match was my match of the night. I think so too. Uh, as well as Brian Danielson cutting a little mini promo at the end saying that he needed to go home. And last time we heard a wrestler say they were going home, it was Chelsea Green on Impact, and she came to WWE weeks later. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think Daniel's leaving or Brian, whatever you want to call him. I'm just putting that out there, though. Yeah, I just. <laughs> you never know, Trey. I, yeah, I just don't see him leaving, especially not <clears throat> this soon. The so, stuff he's doing with AEW is the stuff he wanted to do in WWE, and they wouldn't let him. So a little rundown of what happened: uh, Lucha Bros and Mark Briscoe beat Ari Davari and the Varsity Athletes. Uh, Jungle Boy beat. Christian Cage in the last burial match, which I didn't know this match had a stipulation to it either. I didn't either until like right before it happened. <clears throat> it was like the final burial of Jungle Boy or something. Um, the House of Black beat the Elite, which I was yeah, super surprised I'm about. So so glad that happened. I was surprised they needed too. it. They needed it. Uh, Ricky Starks beat Chris Jericho. Makes no sense. Which I also didn't know uh, Jericho Appreciation Society was banned from ringside. So, I... Even still, it makes no sense. And I was telling y'all about this. Like, Tony Khan's booking is so, I guess, random for the most part. Like, the story, like, the promos and the story is usually pretty good. But his in-ring booking makes no sense. Like, why would you have Ricky... Beat Chris Jericho once and then beg and go through the crap he went through for weeks to get a rematch. When he already beat him once, keep in mind, he gets that rematch and then beats him again. Like, what was the point? I could, he already went over Jericho. Why does he need to go over him again unless Jericho beat him the second time and then they have the third blow off match? To me, that makes no sense. Unless, well, no, because what Wednesday 
he came out and was talking about it, and then uh, Juice Robinson came out and attacked him. So they're not even going forward with the third match. Like it just, yeah, like it just, it makes no sense. Why did he want the match so bad if he was just going to go over him anyway? Tony Khan's booking is so random that it it a lot of times doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, what was the story being told? He won and wanted to beat him again, and then he won again. There's no there's no climb. There's no adversity. The adversity was him trying to get a match for a guy he already beat. I haven't been keeping up with AEW, so um, I could be completely wrong. But maybe they were doing it like they were trying to make Ricky Starks look more like a uh, credible opponent for other wrestlers. I know Chris Jericho is, is Chris Jericho, but maybe they're trying to build him up to be something bigger. But I don't know. Well, if you're going to do that, have Jericho want to beat Starks again, and then Starks really don't have don't have Starks begging Jericho for weeks and weeks and weeks just to beat him again. Yeah. Um, You'd know about that more than me. Wardlow, it, just, it makes no sense. Wardlow went over Samoa Joe and has since then lost the TNT Championship. To... I I love it. I don't know why he had to beat Joe just to lose it three days later. Yeah, I don't either. But unless Joe didn't want to put over Hobbs, maybe, or maybe Wardlow got punished for losing the the title. Yeah, because <laughs> be his, his car got broken into, and yeah, but that's also not his fault. True. Uh, like you can't really help mm. that somebody broke into. I think they were going to have Hobbs win it anyway. The guns went over the acclaimed Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett and Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy. I agree. That one, see, like, that one makes sense. Like the way they set it up, you don't need those two other teams if if the acclaimed is going to beat the guns for it <clears throat> again. You have that, so somebody else eats the pin and stuff for the acclaimed. That one made sense. Yeah, that was a good finish for sure. Um, Adam Page beat John Moxley in a Texas death match. That one also made sense. And then Jamie Hayter beat Ruby, <clears throat> Ruby Soho and Soraya, and then Ruby turned heel. See, okay, I, I think I messaged y'all. I literally, I was watching this match, right? I looked down for... 10 seconds, 20 I think I was playing a video game, and I played a round of Siege, and I looked back up, and Ruby was spray-painting people. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know who won the match. And then, so I, I dig it, though. She got the little that little edge back, and she's actually has a direction now, so I kind of dig it. And MJF beat Brian Danielson, was it 4-3? to three? I don't even know what it was. I think so. Yeah, it went to sudden death. Uh, in a Iron Man match for the AEW World Championship. Uh, they are also renaming the All Atlantic Championship. I don't know if y'all heard that. I did. I think that's a good move. I don't know why it was called the All Atlantic in the first place. They're renaming it. Renaming it the International Championship. I I think that's a good idea, genuinely. Um, because they've de- they've been at least when it started, they were defending it all over the uh, like all over the world. Like people were going to other promotions. Mm-hmm. I remember. But, I know when Pac had it, he was going to 
different yeah, promotions. Yeah, a lot of UK promotions. So I don't, I don't know why it was called the All Atlantic when I think Japan is on there and it's not in the um, like in the Atlantic Ocean. So they fight over the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, it's just like why name it the All Atlantic if you're, I don't. Know. But I, I think it's a good move. So that was it for Revolution. Um, we did get some news before we went live today, or not live, but before we started recording. Um, Rey Mysterio is going to be the first inductee into the 2023 Hall of Fame. So, a little round of applause. Well deserved. Yeah, I think it's cool. I don't know if they've ever done this before. I don't believe that they have, but... Have they ever um, given it to an active superstar before? I don't know. I don't I think they have. I definitely think they've given it to people that will come back and wrestle after they get it, but I don't think they've given it to somebody that's actively wrestling. It says Jeff Jarrett and Billy Gunn, but they really don't count. Yeah, because yeah, they, they were active. <clears throat> yeah, they weren't active on the. They were, might have been active in. in maybe. Yeah, but they weren't. They weren't active in, the promotion. Interesting. Um, I know Trey. You wanted to wait. Yes. We went. Okay. <clears throat> so here's here's my thing. I don't think they're going to announce Dom and Ray for Mania until Ray's giving his acceptance speech. I think Ray will give his speech, Dom will attack him during the speech, and then they'll set it up then. Question. Who inducts Ray if it's not Dominic? Batista. You think so? Because isn't Batista supposed to be actually inducted this year? Or was he inducted last year? He's so they've done it to where he said he's gonna because he was supposed to do it during COVID and then they pushed it back. Um, so they said like he's still gonna get it. We just have to find a year that works. But realistically, who else? Undertaker maybe. What about Vicky Guerrero? True, but I don't know. Because she just left AEW. Gonna... Oh, did she? Yep. I was just about to say I don't think they're gonna cross promo like that. Yeah, she she didn't renew her contract and she is officially a free agent. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. Uh... Or Chavo? Uh, where is Chavo? AEW. Is last he? I, well, no, no. Okay, so last last scene he was in AEW. I don't. I think he might be <clears> doing like a film maybe. Yeah, I don't think he's doing anything. I could see Chavo. <clears throat> That's what I'm saying. Like, or Dom is supposed to induct him, and as Dom's inducting him, he attacks him. I don't think they would do that. Because um, realistically, if you had to pick perfect world, it'd be Eddie, right? But obviously, mm-hmm. Eddie can't. I mean, Edge could. <laughs> I don't think they would. Uh, I don't know. John Cena? No. <laughs> no, no. God, no. Um, I don't know. I'm I I'd say Batista. That's I'm trying to think of like people he's close to or 
Because I know every time that Edge, like, traveled and, like, he was in the San Diego area, Ray wasn't traveling. He stayed at Ray's house. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of, like, close friends or, like, I guess biggest rivals or whatever. Um, I I keep coming back to Batista. That's all I can really... Yeah. Batista, oh. Undertaker, Edge, one of those three. I believe the Los Angeles Times have posted about it. Um, I believe Conan is going to be the guy that inducts him. Mm, that's fair. Dang. Yeah, I know that's fair. Okay. That makes sense. Because I think Conan's technically a free agent. Uh, he either runs AAA or books AAA. Or oh, true. CML. He does something with one of the two big uh, true. promotions in Mexico, but he's like front office. He's not active in anything. I doubt he has like a no-compete clause or something. Conan kind of just does whatever the hell Conan wants to do. True. So that makes sense. Well, Interesting. I'm excited to see how that turns out, especially yeah. with him being active. Speaking of Rey Mysterio, he is on this bracket that we are about to do mm. twice. Uh, we have the greatest tag team slash stable bracket. We will be putting 32 stables together, 32 tag teams, and the winner of both sides will go against each other, and who becomes the greatest tag team or stable. Shall, shall I have a proposition to make. Okay. So we're doing 64 teams, right? Mm-hmm. Or 64 entries. Mm-hmm. Every March, we do a big 64-person bracket in honor of March Madness. Yeah, I'm down. New Let's tradition. Go. Just throw... Like, we'll do other brackets throughout the year, but much smaller, but... Every March, we have a big 64-person bracket just to yeah. March Madness it up. Yeah, I'm down. Cool. Works for me. Me too. <clears throat> All right. All right, shall we get started? Yes, sir. All right. The first seed, I guess, is what you would call it. Um, the Legacies versus... All right, we're starting with Stables first, so it's Legacy versus the Radicals. I personally, go first. <laughs> I personally feel like the Radicals had a bigger impact on the WWF era because of he who shall not be named, Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko. I mean, there was one other one I'm missing. Perry Saturn. Perry Saturn, yep. Yeah. Um, Help me out. Yeah. Just say his name. I mean, we can't. Unpopular opinion. Unpopular opinion. Just say his name. Yeah, I was gonna ask. I was like, I I think I might accidentally say his name somewhere in here. Oh, we can it's just Chris say Chris Benoit. Who cares? Let's see okay. Give us the publicity. It's Chris Benoit. Um, we've stayed in multiple times. In ring, best in, like one of the best ever. We're circular talking in ring, so we're gonna separate that uh, right uh, now before this even yeah. gets rolling. Outside of the ring, piece of shit. <clears throat> yeah, scum yeah, of the so, earth, piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, so we're just going to go ahead and separate it now. We're going to say Crispin Wall. Fight us if you have a problem with it, I guess. I don't know. But on the other side, you have Legacy. And I know we were talking about what they accomplished as a stable, 
they're individuals. With Legacy, you have two people, technically, that didn't make it out of uh, WWE. You have, or you didn't make it anywhere in the career. You have Haku and Ted DiBiase Jr. Yeah. But you have Randy Orton, who's won, what, 14 world championships? Something like that, 13 or 14. I, on popular opinion, think he should be the one, should have been the one to break Ric Flair's record, but that's and then, outside of this. Then you have Cody Rhodes, who is a multiple tag team champion in WWE, a multiple the intercontinental. biggest draw in the company today. He's a multiple intercontinental champion. And then you also have all the stuff he did on the indies in AEW. I personally am going to go with Legacy on this one. Okay, let me throw in another fact that might change your mind. Within three months of the Radicals joining WWF, each member held a different championship. That's true. So within three months of them leaving WCW and going to the, the competitors, they all won a champion. It was a pretty, I mean, they're all major champions, except for Perry Saturn winning the Hardcore Championship, but it's also Perry Saturn. He was never... I guess a legitimate guy, for lack of a better way to put it. And, and, and it's the same thing with Le- Legacy. They had two guys that were never a it guy. Yeah. Yeah. But... I, don't know. I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I have to go with the Radicals. I just feel like Cody Rhodes is one of my favorites. So don't get me like misconstrued or whatever but I just feel like Legacy didn't do enough as a stable or individually like you have Benoit Guerrero and Malenko and the Radicals and they're widely considered I think if you ask anybody they're probably top 10 all three of them are probably top 10 of all time to be fair though Legacy had some hellacious battles with DX that breaking point match with DX where uh, Cody Rhodes locked in that sharpshooter around the turnbuckle. Yeah. And then they had the Hell in a Cell match with DX. And then during the Age of Orton, like, they, they dominated the, I guess it was the Raw brand, because I'm pretty sure they were exclusive to Raw at that time. I don't know. I, I'm going Radicals. Jacob, I mean, you're the tiebreaker. Guerrero was, Guerrero was in it at the height of his popularity before he went to rehab in 2001. Like, they were they were still a team then. That's my opinion. I just... I feel like if it's anybody else, they don't really leave or exit out, but I think against Legacy, they kind of have to. I hate how y'all are doing this to me. <laughs> First round? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. This, at first, I thought it was going to be an easy answer for me. <laughs> because of kind of recency bias, because I, I did, uh, I wasn't alive for the Radicals, and I watched Legacy when I was a kid, so I kind of knew Legacy a lot more than Radicals, especially since when I started watching, that was after the whole... Uh, incident, so I didn't really hear much about the Radicals. Um, but <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. That's um, fair. It but, took me a um, second. 
<laughs> but since rewatching that era of wrestling and just knowing how how big of a deal it was for that group the, um the radicals to join WWE I I I probably am wrong but I think Crispin Wall was the WCW uh world champion when he left uh, I'm not sure they they were trying to keep uh him there so they like gave him the world champion the world championship but I don't know if he was the champion at the time when he left but you know uh Benoit was you know he can be regarded as one of the best uh technical wrestlers in ring um Dean Malenko as well some people say Eddie Guerrero so yes yeah. um not Tenora but at the time of their departure Benoit was recognized as the WCW World Heavyweight Champion yeah like like think about that like he was he was the world champion of the biggest um rival to WWE at the time and yeah. he and he switched sides so i i didn't realize at the time when i was a kid like how big of a deal that was but like now knowing about the radicals i think i'll have to go with the radicals on this one just because of the impact uh of their um faction like why it was created and also just the wrestlers in it i mean even perry saturn he's not like regarded as that good but he was still decent and he was pretty good in ecw as well but as a radical he wasn't that great but you know it's chris benoit dean malenko eddie guerrero some of the best so i think i'm gonna have to honestly go i think if you drop there wasn't even Haku, was it? No, because Haku's who's who's the It was Manu. Was oh Manu, yeah. that's who it was. Okay. That's okay. how I was like, I know it's one I think it's Haku's son, but if you drop him and drop Perry Saturn, you're putting Malenko Benoit and Eddie against Orton, Cody, and DiBiase Jr. Yeah. So So Radicals official vote? Yep. Yes, right. Radicals is my pick. <clears throat> nice. Nice, nice, nice. The New Day versus the Heart Foundation. <sighs> Jacob, go first. Ah, oh, man. Okay. Um, so, I believe I was the one that picked the Heart Foundation to be on here, right? Correct. Um, so, I, I'm a big fan of the Heart Foundation. I think, um, you know, Bret Hart is, to a whole ton of people, the greatest of all time. Um, best there is, best there was, best there ever will be. Exactly. Um, and you know the the Heart Foundation is such an iconic uh, stable as well. But you know, I, I'm really trying not to be like like biased, especially like recency biased. But I really feel like the New Day have been such a dominant group for a, almost a decade now, and they've. Even if you look at their accomplishments, like the Heart Foundation had some good accomplishments, but the New Day, uh, before this new Uso um, tag team reign, I know it's not a tag team that we're looking at, but, you know, technically, um, they had the, the longest reigning uh, tag team championship reign. I don't, I don't remember which uh, tag team or tag They're, team championship. They are also a 12-time WWE They're tag team title. Time. Not including Kofi Kingston's multiple more tag team titles. 
Yeah, and that's that's just a ton of tag team championships. It's hard to go against. Uh, it's hard to go against the New Day on this one. So my official pick is the New Day. Trey, go. Dustin, no, you go. I refuse. <laughs> I uh, Jacob basically said it all for me. I mean, you get you got to look at their tag team accomplishments as well, as long or as well as. Woods has the King of the Ring. Biggie has held the WWE Championship. Kofi Kingston's held the WWE Championship. <clears throat> multiple Intercontinental title reigns between them all. Multiple. I think Kofi's a multiple time United States champion. Biggie's had the NXT title before. I mean, there's. They've dominated the past decade, along with the Usos. Um. Uh, I I got to lock in New Day on this one. Okay, yeah, it's 3-0 then, because I was also going to say New Day. Like, So the Hart Foundation was 85 to like 91, 92, 90? I don't know, somewhere. They're like half the time, basically. It's like wrestling was so big back then that you don't really realize how small some of these, I guess, eras were. Like... Stone Cold was really only big for like three years. But the New Day's been doing this at the top of the game for the last decade. Like, that's absolutely insane. And they were actually put together as a joke or a, I guess, like a rib, like a challenge. Because they weren't getting up otherwise. So they were like, oh, y'all can't get over. So we're just going to, you know, throw y'all together and you're going to kind of sink or swim. And now they're. One of the greatest tag teams or factions of all time. Hear me out. The most people. The promo that Xavier Woods cut to put them together was a immaculate promo. Oh, hundred percent. Xavier's so good. Not even specifically on the mic, just with his words in general. He's a very smart human with a very vast or very expansive um vocabulary. I know. The King of the Ring run that he had was like the closest we'll get to his singles run. But man, I would love to see Xavier Woods like actual singles run with the New Day behind him. I also like that they don't have to split up and they they literally refuse to split up. Like they've Mm -hmm. talked about it and they're like, no, we'll just go support each other while the other one goes and does single stuff. Like, why do we have to break up? So, and they're actually like legitimate best friends in real life. Right. So, I just, I mean, obviously the hearts of family, but like, I don't know. But yeah, definitely New Day. Mount Rushmore versus Evolution. Trey. I, mm, I think I'm going to have to say Evolution. Just because Mount Rushmore, for those of y'all that don't know, Mount Rushmore is Kevin Steen or Kevin Owens, the Bucks, and Adam Cole. That's the first iteration of it. I just feel like, obviously, Ric Flair, Batista, Randy Orton, and Triple H, like, (laughs) I think outside of Batista, they've all held double-digit world titles. I mean... Orton was supposed to or should have or is very close to breaking Flair's record. Flair has the record for the most heavy uh, titles, world titles held. Like, I just... 
I don't think that it even compares really as good of a stable or as much of an impact as the Bucks, Owens, and Adam Cole have had on the business recently. I think overall evolution is not even close. That's fair. So far, so much more accolades, much less the fact that they made Randy Orton and Batista, and they helped boost Triple H up over that little threshold that he couldn't pass on his own. I feel like this is going to be a 3-0 just based off the fact that uh, <laughs> Jacob didn't know who Mount Rushmore was before this. I was I was going to mention that. I was like, you know, I'm, I have to pick Evolution just for the sole reason I have no clue who Mount Rushmore is. Sorry. So, moving on <laughs> to the next one. <laughs> Uh, strong style versus it. I'm gonna butcher this. Ignorables. Uh, closest way I can say it is ignorables, but that's still probably butchering it. Um, personally, I'll go first on this one. I don't watch a whole lot of AAA or CMLL, so I <clears throat> personally I know who created the stable. I kind of know who's in it here and there, but. I personally... So, fun fact, they're in AEW right now. Well, oh, that's AEW, right. That's, unquote, that's they're who, in Ring of Honor. Oh, that's who Rush is with, right? Rush. So Ooh, the original one was yeah, the li- original one was Andrade, Rush, and La Sombra. Oh wait, La- <laughs> sorry, La Sombra was um, Andrade, but uh, La Mascara is God. It's weird because they have so many of the Mystico and Sin Cara and all that, but. So Rouge is his brother. Um, and then so him so Rouge, his brother, and Andrade started it in CMLL. Jacob, whenever we went to Ring of Honor, that's who those three that were in that match, those are the three that started this faction. Good to know. So if that helps anything. <clears throat> but yeah, it's um I'm looking at all their their highlights here and their their titles and everything and I think I'm about to change my answer. Yeah, there, there's been a lot of people. Um, this is saying. Oh, Dragon Lee was with them. Yeah, I think that's Rush's other brother, if I'm not mistaken. Um, if I'm not, I didn't know this, but I'm reading it right now. So Rush, La Bestia del Ring, Killer Cross, L.A. Park, and Conan. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's there's so many people that have been in this group. I don't know, um, man. Like, I'm looking at it right now, and I'm trying to find it. I'm it look- looks like um, God, what's his name? What is his name? Corleone. Jindrak. My God. Jindrak. Mark Jindrak? Yeah, so it's looking, or it was looking like he was in it. Yeah, Marco Corleone. Yeah, Mark Jindrak was also in it. Rouge, Andrade, La Sombra, Jindrak, Naito. Um, Naito's, they're also over in Japan. That's like the big faction in Japan outside yeah. of Chaos. Naito, Bushi, Evil, Rouge, Sonata, Jay Lethal, Takahashi, like. 
they're 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 big. <laughs> There's been a lot of people. Then you have British Mystico, Dragon Lee, I mean LA Park, Kenny King, Killer Cross and Scarlet, Conan. And then you have British Strong Style. They've won progress titles. They've won WWE titles. Uh, they've won stuff over in ICW. Um, Future Shock Wrestling. And Sh- Shikara. So the way I'm I'm looking at this, this might help or y'all might not care. LIJ. Or LI, I guess, technically. LIJ is Japan. <clears throat> but... They're kind of facilitating wrestling, or they're a big part of Mexico, but they're also a huge part over in Japan. Whereas British Strong Style is just facilitating the UK scene. If I'm, that helps I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna keep calling them ignorables, but. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with them over British Strong Style, honestly. I am, too. As much as I love Tyler Bate, Trent Seven, and Pete Dunne, I I think L.I.J. or... I keep saying L.I.J. because that's... But, yeah. um, I think they have more of an impact, and they've had so many more accolades and people go through there that I think they just... They beat... I mean, CML, New Japan, Ring of Honor. Like, it's just... Yeah, I think you have to go them over BSS. Jacob, you agree? And I'm not really familiar with either of them, so I'll take y'all's word for it, and I'll go the Ignobrables. Um, next one is Close the, enough. the Shield versus the Nation of Domination. <clears throat> I'm letting one of y'all take this one. <laughs> Maybe a hot take. I might take this one. Okay, go ahead. So the shield was my time. Um, man, yeah, I think I might have a hot take too. I think we all have the same hot take. <laughs> um, is it Maybe. Sierra? <laughs> She's pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> um. The Nation of Domination, it's hard because these are both great groups. The Shield, it, it was just it was just Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, um, Dean Ambrose. And they all have had great careers, and they had great careers as the Shield. They were, I, I remember when I was a kid watching them, at, at least one of them would have a championship, whether that was two of them having the tag team championship or one of them having... A United States or Intercontinental Championship. Um, they were usually always kitted out with some gold. Um, and of course, you know, like I said, all three of them have had great success afterwards. And um, you know, they're just all around they're great. The Nation of Domination, you know, was the one that really that's where the rock was able to become the rock. And that's that's a huge part in wrestling. But even if you don't just look at The Rock, you know, they also had... They also had Farouk, who was the leader at the time. Uh, he, was the, he was the founder of it. There's Mark Henry, who was kind of 
you know, I, I'd say he was kind of on the, he was all right. He was, he was getting better. That was like his first, like, like, uh, big role in the WWE. Godfather. There's a Godfather. Mm -hmm. There was at one point Ahmed Johnson. I don't remember how long he was in it. I don't think. I didn't remember him being in it, honestly. That's how short it was. And then I think there was Hakeem, right? Yeah. Hakeem the Dream was in it. I didn't know that. I remember wasn't, I believe Owen Hart was also in it. I don't even know that. Honestly, off the top of my head. Something weird. But, you know, I, I feel like the nation of domination is actually such an underrated Bro, group. Bro, we're forgetting D'Lo. And D'Lo! D-Lo. Oh my gosh, I'm so Fucking sorry. D-Lo. I'm so sorry. And Savio. Savio, yeah. Uh, I o- don't know. Owen Hart was co-leader at one point. Oh my gosh. I, I, feel, like that, I feel like that right there just undermines everything. Like, it just cripples it all. Uh, it kind of does. Crush Maybe I don't have such it. a hot take. <laughs> okay, you know what? They, I, I love the Nation of Domination. They're great. They they kickstarted The Rock's career. Awesome, right? But The Shield, I feel like, had no... They had no holes in their stable. Plus, The Shield had a banger of a theme song. That's yeah. so much of a banger that Roman used it for the next, like, <laughs> seven years. <laughs> yes. He just so took I, out the... The talking part of it, yeah. I think, um, you know, at first, I really my hot take was going to be picking Nation of Domination, but I think I'm going to go with the Shield on this one because they're just so good. See, uh, my thing is, my thing is like, yes, the Nation had all these people in it, but they didn't, they didn't make anybody really, except for the Rock. Yeah, that they didn't even make the Rock though. Technically, the Rock made the Rock. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he was, he was Peter. My my wow! I just Peter. forgot how to speak English. He was rocking um, my via. Yes, thank you, my lord. <laughs> um, Peter, who, who, who's Peter? Peter's, Peter's his dad. Like, yeah, know, I just totally okay, Mister. What is going up, guys? And uh, calm down over there, Daniel Bryanson. Yeah, <laughs> no, but I mean. Yes, you had Mark Henry, and you had. Whenever you think of the Godfather, who do you, like? How do you think of him? The Godfather. Do you think? Okay, do you think of him as the Godfather? Do you think of him as um? Papa Shango. Yes, Papa Shango, or do you think of him Mama? in the Nation of Domination? Like, I think of him as the Godfather. Okay, yeah, when you I'm think of Mark Henry, what version of him do you think of? Oh, sexual, sexual chocolate. chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we both say that. <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> what do you think of Farouk? What version of him do you think? Of? <laughs> Damn. No, I'm just kidding. APA. Damn. <laughs> yeah. See, when you think of The Rock, what version of him do you think of? Uh, Survivor Series. It was debut. <clears throat> so no, I'm you notice that you, you <laughs> notice that none of those were Nation of Domination. To be fair, I was kind of thinking Nation of Domination for The Rock. You you know damn good well you think of the Brahma Bull and the People's Champion and not Nation and Domination. Don't even. See, it's just the thing is that he became the Rock while he was with the Nation, so that's why I'm yeah, just like, but that's... No. Yeah, but at the same they time... They didn't make him right. Like, I, yeah. I agree with that. Like, yes, you've had a lot of people that have big names come through, but they didn't really do anything. 
I mean, they did obviously, or you know, they wouldn't be considered one of you know top factions. But like, they didn't really, in the grand scheme of things, like no, they didn't make anybody. So I'm also going Shield. I I was going Shield as well. <clears throat> um, this next one, dude. Corporate Ministry versus Fortune. Oh, Lord, I'll let y'all go because I hope y'all agree before I have to choose. No. I was really, really big into TNA at the time of Fortune, so mine might be uh... Hmm. Jacob, you have any take on this before I go? <laughs> um, I guess my take would be, I know the corporate ministry is a very iconic group, but I honestly, I'm not that um, knowledgeable on the corporate ministry. To be honest with you, I think as soon as Vince McMahon was became, was announced as like, oh, I was me all along, I think it killed all... <laughs> All momentum the ministry had. Okay, to be fair, I put this as the... Uh, oh, what was their actual... Because it wasn't just the ministry. The corporation? No, the ministry The ministry of darkness. Oh. To be fair, I put this as the ministry and put corporate in parentheses because I didn't know if we wanted those to be the same thing or separate. So... If that changes anything. I just... This is one of the, you know, the big... That was the first, like real big swerve that I could think of personally and you know anytime you talk about big factions or great factions it's one of them too and then on the other side of the spectrum you had Fortune which had Ric Flair, AJ Styles James Storm, Kazarian and Robert Roode which I think they were trying to model after the Four Horsemen as well as Evolution yeah. <clears throat> I think um, they did a great job of it, honestly. The group later had yeah. Christopher Daniels, which Kazarian and Christopher Daniels were the addiction. Uh, Douglas Williams, Rob Terry, and Matt Morgan. I uh, feel like it was a fresh take on something that had already been done, personally. And even if they would have just kept Ric Flair, AJ Styles, James Storm, and Robert Roode, and just like left Kazarian out of it, it still would have been a impactful group. Pun intended? Huh. A CNA <laughs> <seen> group. <laughs> um, but I, I personally, I'm going to take fortune on this one. If, if there's any TNA or Impact team that's going to make it out of the first round on here, it's going to be fortune. Oh, yeah, I'm also taking Fortune just because of who was in it and what they've done for the business. Not even mainly the indie scene or the, you know, not WWE scene. Like, if there's any, like you said, if there's any group that you have to put in based off of their accomplishments, not even necessarily with the group, I think you have to put Fortune. Well, since it's decided, I'll just be biased and say that I'm also picking Fortune. I, I okay. love those guys. All right. Can we skip the next round? Yep. Undefeated <laughs> arrow over the LWO. 
do we want to go ahead and skip the one after it? Um, mm. I feel like Jacob has a different take on this, and I'm gonna let him I'm gonna let him talk about this one. I that's fine, bud. I don't know. I don't think I really do. Um, if the Nexus storyline didn't end the way it would, or the way it did, um, I still don't even know if it would overtake the Four Horsemen. I swear to God, if you take Nexus over the Four Horsemen, I'm fighting you. Listen, I, I'm not going to. I'm picking four horsemen. Okay. But I feel like there's so much potential with Nexus. Oh, there was 100%. I think if they go up against 90% or at least 75% of these teams, they win. But going against the horse, four horsemen, like everybody wants to be the four horsemen. Every four man group gets compared to the four horsemen. Oh, yeah. Corporation and Dark Order. Corporation. <laughs> I don't even think I need to... Yeah, I, I have to say the same thing. <laughs> I think if we didn't have the untimely death of uh, Brody Lee, Brody Lee. Mm-hmm. then this would be a different conversation. Yeah. I think they're too much of a... Not even a joke, but... They've, they've turned into a comedy <clears throat> gimmick. Yeah, which is fine. Like, I love the Dark Order. I mean, their but... their leader right now is basically Adam Page. Yeah, well, technically it's a child, but... <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> Negative one. Yeah. Um, no, I love the Dark Order. I just... You know, it's it's the corporation. It's not even hey. close. Yeah. Um, this next one, though, I don't know. Kingdom and Freebirds. I oh. might go first on this one, because I think my answer is kind of clear. Um, especially just because... My dad grew up watching these guys again, like fighting the Von Eriks. All right, you taking the kingdom? So, of course, I'm I'm picking the kingdom. No, I'm (laughs) going to be picking, I have to pick the Freebirds on this one. Um, Just because I just know so much history of the Freebirds through my dad. And they're just such an influential uh, group around where I live. So I'm, I'm being a little biased, but they are also, you know, they were so good. Anyways. Hear me Um, out. They literally have a rule named after them. Exactly. Well, and, and that rule was. Sorry, never mind. No, good. I was gonna say uh, that rule is you know two two team members. If it's like a three man tag or a three tag team match or whatever, if they're both out there at the same time, they can't pin each other, right? Correct. Oh yeah. no, the Freebird rule is whenever a stable oh, yeah. oh. uses it all the time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, but yeah, yeah. I didn't know that about that. I yeah, no, it's whenever uh like the New Day uses it whenever I don't know, Kofi and Xavier win the bell so anybody within the stable can use it. The bloodline used it like two weeks ago or last week. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Sami Zayn has used there. it. <clears throat> so Dustin, who are you going? Because I'm gonna hope I'm gonna let you go. Nope, I asked you first. <laughs> Looking at the members of the kingdom, their members now are kind of lackluster. Yeah, you, you literally have a tag team with a a valet. Yeah, but um, I mean, but you look at the past members: Adam Cole, Matt Hardy. I don't really know who TKO Ryan is. Uh, he's on the Ring of Honor. I'm trying to think if he still is. He kind of hasn't done anything since Ring of Honor went under. And Vincent. Is this who I think it is? Yes. Or 
Did he go by this name in Impact? I believe so. Okay, then I don't know who it is. Um, um, <clears throat> like recent Impact, he was part of Honor No More. Oh, okay, that makes a little bit the, more sense. Like dreadlocks, yeah. very heavily tattooed guy. Yeah, that's him. So, I would associate the Kingdom with Honor No More as well because both they were literally it's their team. <laughs> yeah, but they just picked up some more members. And, you know, I, I think I'm about to go with Fabulous Freebirds on this one. Okay, cool. I don't have to pick. Okay. I probably would have picked Freebirds anyway, just to be fair, because, like I said, they literally have a rule named after them. But do we have to talk about this next one? NWO. Okay. NWO over the main oh, event mafia. Sure. Mainly because every group ever now, every group. Every group since them have wanted to be the NWO. Their fingerprints are all over wrestling, so I feel like they they get an automatic pass to like damn near the semifinals. Um, Let's talk about the next one either. No, DX. DX over Inner Circle. Okay, cool. Makes this episode a little bit quicker. Yeah. We're finally down to the ones that are like, ah, easy, 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 easy. Uh, Immortal and LAX. This is old LAX. Mm. This one is a little bit tougher. I'm going to Immortal. I gotta look at their their members here. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. LAX is good, but like, yeah, <laughs> the first two members of. Dude, you had Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. as the leaders. You have to go with them. Jeff Hardy, yeah. I think Mr. Anderson was in there at one point. Yeah. Like yeah. And Matt Hardy, Kurt Angle even. Yeah. Bully Ray at one point. Yep. Uh the authority of Ron carried in oh. uh I almost said NWA, but Impact mm-hmm. whenever they were a, a, a thing, I guess. The authority? In the Von Erics. I honestly don't know. I would almost say, or probably say, the Von Erics over the authority. I was going with the same same answer. Uh, so. Thank God I can be biased again. I'm going to pick the Von Erics. <laughs> okay, cool. I mean, the authority, yeah, is great, and, you know, they're a vital part of every recent, you oh, know, they're about to have a, almost. They're about to have a movie <clears throat> made yeah. from them. So. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, I didn't even know oh, that. Zac Efron starring in Oh, it. I thought we were talking about the authority. Yeah, I knew yeah. the Von Erics were. <laughs> but it's, I mean, the Von Erics, the Hearts, like, they're some of the greatest families of all time. Yeah. Okay, so. I I'm, know at least around here when I tell people I do pro wrestling, they're like, oh, what kind? And I'll say, like. The Von Eriks and every old person ever. Oh, I used to go to the Sportatorium every Saturday and watch them. And then they name all the Von Eriks. You mm-hmm. don't get that with the authority. So on this next one, I'm going to go first. Um, I I think I was alive for the Alliance. I, didn't, I wasn't really watching wrestling at the time. Um, but the Dangerous Alliance was, it had so much potential, but flopped so hard. You could have had the WCW invasion so much better and so much clearer of a storyline. In fact, that's not the... That's not the Dangerous Dangerous Alliance Alliance. that you were thinking of? No, that's not the Dangerous Alliance. Dangerous Alliance was all in the 80s. 
Yeah. Is it? Yes, sir. Because when I put alliance, you said, oh, I already had them. And that's who no, I thought I you were talking about. Danger no, I said the dangerous alliance. Okay, so this makes it a little bit different. <laughs> I gotta see. Okay, so yeah. I was not alive for the dangerous alliance. Let's Yeah, no, that's why you said that. I was kinda like, ah, I'm gonna let him talk, but <laughs> Okay, so they yeah, were no. they were managed by Paul Heyman. Okay, my bad. Yeah, that was yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> my answer is still not different. I'm going bullet club. Let me, okay, I'm just going to read off names if any of these anything to you. Adrian Adonis, um, the original members of the Midnight Express, Paul Heyman, Missy Hyatt, whatever. Um, Arn Anderson, Bobby Eaton, Larry Zabisco, Medusa, Michael P.S. Hayes, Rick Rude, Steve Austin, um, Jimmy Snuka, Shane Douglas, Sabu, Taz. Yeah, I read, I read um, all of it. Okay. I, I'm okay. still going Bullet Club. <clears throat> okay. Uh, they Bullet Club has dominated Japan, as as well as a lot of the American indie scene. I know it's just the indies; it's not the big time, but they they've they're starting to come into AEW. Uh, they've made their way into Impact, and you have a lot of their their people, their leaders, go into other promotions as well. Moving on, which that that says a lot for a stable where you make your a name for yourself from the stable, and other companies start to notice. So like Kenny Omega made his name before Bullet Club. As oh. did AJ. So did AJ, but Finn Balor as Prince Devitt, I will one hundred percent say Bullet Club helped him out. One hundred percent. Uh, the gorillas of destiny. Uh, yeah, gorillas of destiny. They were already making their way into the tag team scene, but the Bullet Club helped them elevate. It helped elevate them. So, for the reason of elevating you to the next level, I'm gonna go to the Bullet Club. Check them. I'm also going to go to the Bullet Club if we're doing it against the Dangerous Alliance. Yeah, same. Okay. Mine's slightly different reason. Uh, it's kind of the same as the NWO. Like, though I I I see the Bullet Club as this generation's NWO, honestly, which is kind of what they were going for. But they had their fingerprints on everything. For God's sake, they created all elite wrestling. Like, yep. I I don't know. For that reason alone. Not even alone, but for that's the main reason. Like, I think Paul Heyman has the greatest wrestling mind to ever touch this earth. <clears throat> I just feel like the Bullet Club has a bigger overall impact. Do we want to finish the stable bracket first? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Bloodline over. Yeah. Well, do we want to? Do we want to finish the stables and then move on to the tag team, or do we want? No, go God, to... no. Okay. Just the first round of both. Okay. Uh -huh. But yeah, my my next one's. Bloodline over Blackpool Combat Club for obvious reasons, I feel like. Yeah, it's just so much better. I'm also picking Bloodline. Alright, cool. That was easy. <laughs> Alright. Uh, the Addiction and Los Guerreros. Oh, I'm gonna let y'all go first because I think I know y'all's answer. I'm gonna go Los, I... Los Guerreros. Yeah. 
I will also be going Lost Girls. Okay, cool. Me too, but <clears throat> at the same time, the addiction is... Um, if you want to talk about you know, people that have done whatever they can or done the most for independent wrestling, it's definitely Daniel Zigbazarian. So this next one, I'm I'm a little bit more... I'm going to go with my biasness on this one. Um... I'm gonna fight it's, you. It's Miz and Morrison and Midnight Express. I'm going Miz and Morrison just based off their first run. Not this last run. This last run was lackluster, but dude, I fully enjoyed the ECW skits that they had with the dirt sheet. That to me was like it wasn't prime, like ECW, obviously, but for the remake of ECW, it was fucking hilarious. Jacob. <clears throat> oh, come on. Um, <laughs> Listen, it's better you go next than I go next. I know so much about Miz and Morrison, and then I know so little about the Midnight Express. Like, right before we were getting, right before we did this podcast, I didn't even know who they were, and I didn't even know which iteration that we were going to be doing. But um, I'm looking through their, their accomplishments, and they have a ton. Like, they are decorated. So this is kind of tough. They, Oh, my gosh. I think just because I'm, I'm looking at their accomplishments, I think we're going to go Midnight Express on this Thank one. Thank God. It's it's hard to pick it's hard to pick Miz and Morrison over all of this. <laughs> oh yeah, God. no, definitely I put them in this bracket because anytime you talk about greatest tag teams of all time, it's always Rock and Roll Express or Midnight Express are always in that conversation. Like I personally wasn't alive for them. Obviously, I don't know a whole lot about them because I don't watch eighties wrestling, even though I probably should. But they're always in the conversation for greatest tag team of all time. Like, I feel like you can't have a bracket for that without having them. Uh, Edge and Christian and APA. I feel like this is a pretty cut and dry one. Uh, I'm going Edge and Christian. Jacob? This one's tough for me. because Me too. Because a little disclaimer, obviously I wasn't really alive to watch these guys. I, I was born in 2001, so I was still like... God, you're that alive. young? Yeah, I'm a young boy. Um, so I had to like rewatch this stuff. So I started kind of watching stuff on the network like at 99 and kind of got up to 2003. So I've watched a lot of ENC and APA stuff. And, oh man, <laughs> this one's tough for me since I have been able to watch them but i don't know i i love apa but edge and christian are so decorated man so i think i have to go edge and christian on this one Fair enough. Mm -hmm. right. i guess that makes me not have to pick no yeah. i probably would have picked edge, edge and christian too i think if apa goes against <clears throat> pretty much anybody else they win but i mean edge and christian were the top tag team like well in the top feud like they revitalized tag team wrestling in the early 2000s 
Um, and they literally invented a entire match that to the to this day is still used very commonly, even in indie promotions and other promotions and. Young Bucks and the Rock and Sock. I'll be the ones to say it. I'm going Young Bucks. I am too. <laughs> okay, cool. I, I mean, I think I am too, solely on the reason that they were, they were, uh, two people who created AEW. I, they okay, so they, they're a part of it. They're 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 over. Their population is crazy. They were the first people. I mean, they had T-shirts and Hot Topic whenever they were across in across the entire world in Japan. I feel like they've had more. <clears throat> okay, now if we're going the Young Bucks against the Rock and you know Mankind, different story. But as a tag team, which is what this bracket is, they've done more than the Rock and Sock did. Yep, on more. Uh. LOD and the Mega Powers. Mega Powers is Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage. Oh, is Jacob muted? No, I no. can't hear. Oh, no, I'm just not okay. talking. I'm just not talking. I'm gonna. Oh, like... No, I saw. I'm sorry. I no, I saw your mouth move, and I was very confused because I didn't hear anything. I, I, yeah, I saw his mouth move too, saying Mega Powers. <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I, just, I was like, Mega Powers. I don't remember who that is. I'm, I'm sorry. Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage. Right. Yeah. If we're going based off tag team accomplishments, I'm taking LOD here. I agree. I'm the same way. They were the top tag team for so long. It's to the okay. So it's to the point where even like Mad Max or shows like that, that's like apocalyptic or. Anything. My mom has very limited wrestling experience. I mean, she's trained. Fun fact. Um, but even she is still like, dude, the well, she calls them the Road Warriors because that was mm-hmm. that's what they were called at the time that she got introduced to wrestling. But even she's like, oh, it's the Road Warriors, or oh, they look like the Road Warriors, or whatever. Like it's it's such a pop culture thing. I still think, and they've done so much more as a tag team than the Mega Powers. Uh, this next yeah. one, I it's a pretty easy one for me, even though I'm TNA biased on it. Uh, FTR versus Beer Money. I think I gotta go FTR. I was about to say. Yeah, no, from, I, I definitely think FTR is a better team. From Jacob's face, he, he may have a different opinion. I definitely do. I... <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Beer Money is the greatest TNA tag team. And I just I just think that they're better than FTR. I love FTR, but I just think that Beer Money as a tag team is better. They're a tag team of the year twice. PWI. How many times has FTR won the tag team of the year? Probably 37,000 times. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I definitely being more. Yeah, I'm definitely being more biased on that one. I yeah. Like <laughs> I mean, Burn Money's good, but FDR has done a lot more, and I think they put on better matches. Yeah, they they do. <laughs> Man, I just realized that this next, I guess, set of brackets is a whole bunch of brothers. Yep. Uh, like brother. actual. Well, I say actual brothers. Yeah. The next, <laughs> the next two brother. matchups. Uh, brothers oh. of Destruction and Lucha Bros. 
Uh, I feel like this one should be easy, but I feel like it won't be. It, oh, I'm taking man. I'm taking my biasness here. I'm going Brothers of Destruction. Mm. Is that really biased though? Because I feel like they've done more than the Lucha Brothers as a tag team. Yeah, I I, I don't. Hmm. I think the Lucha Bros have done more as a tag team. Yeah, I'd have to say that they have. But I'm taking biasness because without Undertaker, you wouldn't have Kane. Without Kane, you wouldn't have Undertaker. I don't oh, know. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I... the Lucha Brothers are bigger in Mexico, but I feel like I feel like you have to take the Destruction Bros. It, it's, it sucks for me to say because I'm probably going to pick the the Brothers of Destruction too, but I remember it took me a little bit to get into AEW, but then as soon as I started watching the Lucha Bros fight every single week and have banger after banger. Oh, after I team, agree. They're fantastic. I just think against great. the Brothers of Destruction, uh, they don't quite match up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm being realistic here. Brothers of Destruction, I mean, it's... Even as a tag team, I feel like... The Briscoes and Harlem Heat. I'm going to go ahead and say Briscoes. Oh. I think they did way I, wait, more. I, I think they did way more as a tag team. Jacob? You said, ooh, like you were surprised? Um, No, it's more like this is going to get interesting, I think. Because I think I'm going to go with the Harlem Heat on this one. Why y'all do this? <clears throat> I I just I think I have to go Dim Boys purely because that's one of the ones that they made a name for themselves on the indie scene. They've really only been with Ring of Honor. I mean, they've been with a few other promotions, but mainly Ring of Honor. And they've they're probably one of the biggest tag teams that they've, never will go to WWE. They've won ROH tag team. Titles 13, 13 times. times. <clears throat> yeah. They've won, won the they won the WCW tag team championships ten times. Uh they won IWGP yeah, tag but... titles. They've won the <laughs> yeah. Impact Tag Titles. Yeah. The GCW tag titles three times. The CCW is a legitimate promotion, changed my mind. And they were tag team of the year in two thousand seven. Just once. Yeah. Harlem Heat was twice. Yeah, well, I think the Briscoes are better than Harlem Heat. Do we have to talk about this next one? If we do, I'm going to cry. No. Je- Uso's no, over uh, Jericho, hey, right? Jericho had some Jericho. good moments. Yeah, but the Usos are... Yeah, I know. I- I'd say... We the ones. Usos and New Day are the best two tag teams of this generation. Easy. We the ones. Uh, I, w- I want to know y'all's... Um... <clears throat> The two-man power trip versus the greatest tag team in the world. World's greatest tag team. That's the same difference. <laughs> I want to know y'all's opinion on this because I feel like it's not going to match up with mine. It could. Power trip had more success as singles, as a singles run, than they did as a tag team. Because it did... They they were just two top guys that teamed up together because they had a common enemy. The world's greatest tag team was 
two prospects that Kurt Angle saw potential in and made them a tag team, and they were semi-successful. They they weren't what their name said. I can promise you that. <laughs> uh, if Kurt Angle could have put his like magic on them a little bit more, I think they would have been a lot more successful. Uh, but I'm not even sure how many titles they won. I think the problem is for whatever godforsaken reason. Well, I know the actual reason, but Vince just does not like Benjamin. So, and I think it's definitely because he has—he's one of the greatest athletes ever in a wrestling ring. But I think it's just because he just does not have charisma. So I think Vince the, just doesn't like him, so he didn't want to push him because he has next to zero charisma. I'm going based off of tag team accomplishments. The world's greatest tag team won the ROH tag titles twice and the WWE tag titles twice. And they are also tag team of the year in 2003. I agree. I think world's greatest over Power Trip because Power Trip was, like you said, two guys that teamed up that had a common enemy. I still think they were really dominant, though. <laughs> like, oh, they definitely I'm looking were. Here, they were. They were not even around for two months. And exactly, <laughs> Austin won. Austin won the world championship. Triple H won the Intercontinental twice, and they both won the tag team championship just for those like two months. It's insane. Yeah, but at the same time, like they, I feel like they would have done that even minus the tag team, obviously. But I feel like they would have done that even without, without teaming up. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm still going Austin Benjamin on this one. This next one. <laughs> All right. Let's go. The team of Nitro Mercury, Eminem, <laughs> versus Teddy Long and The Undertaker, player. One-on-one -on -one with The Undertaker. This is a uh -huh. comedy tag team that we put together. <laughs> And I never thought it was going to make it out of the first round until I saw the matchup. <laughs> Me too! <laughs> oh my god. So, I'll start I think it off. this is the only matchup they can have to when they make it out of the first round. I, the only memorable moments I have from Mercury and Nitro were the latter spot where... Like Nitro getting his face fucked up. <laughs> and, and just Molina. I mean, that, that's it. <laughs> yeah, you you were young. I say you. We were all young at that point. We all we all had a thing from Lena. Let's be honest. So I'm putting yeah, exactly. Teddy. And, I, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. I'm. I think I speak for us all. Teddy and Taker. Yeah. 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 Now hear me yeah. out. The winner of this next matchup <laughs> can basically get a bye and move on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh. So Ray and Batista versus New Age Outlaws. I think. Just cut and dry. Yeah. Rain Batista. Now I'm joking. <laughs> I, was about, I was about to say. <laughs> uh, oh, you out. didn't know? <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead and put the outlaws on the next one, too. <laughs> Same. Yeah. The Rock and Roll uh, Express versus Ray and Eddie. Oh. Uh, unpopular opinion. This one should be pretty cut and dry too, but I feel like it won't be. I'm going Rock and Roll Express. Me too. Me love three. that. 
Okay, cool. Because like uh, Jeff and Matt wanted to be, they were mo- modeled themselves after rock and roll. The Young Bucks, like it's just they're another ones that have their so much of an impact on the current generation or the people that we look up to as legends that you can't can't deny them. I hate and still going. I hate that this next matchup is the matchup that the Wolves got. Oh, but man. the Wolves and the Dudleys. <laughs> I mean, this one has to, I was about to say, this one close. has to be cut and dry. It is the Dudleys. That's not even close. That sucks for the Wolves. I'm going to um, mark the next one, too. And me as well. Yep. Hardys versus RKO. Hardys against RKO. I, like, Hardys, Hardys revolutionized. I say revolutionized. They, the same as the ENC and the Dudleys. Like, they had the top feud of the early 2000s. They have a ladder, or they have a match named after them, or not named after them, but that they created, like, as much as, a, you know, quote-unquote, not good wrestlers as they are, they told great stories, and they are one of the most well-known tag teams. I'm I'm curious about y'all's on this next one, because... Ooh. I think I might have I an unpopular know, opinion. I don't know. This one kind of stresses me out, I'm not going to lie. It's stressing me out because I, I wonder what y'all are going to think when I give my answer. Should I go ahead and give mine first? I think y'all are both giving the same answer. Should I go ahead and give mine first? Sure. I just knocked my hat off. That's awesome. Uh, Motor City Machine Guns have one, two, three, six. They have five... I think five more titles than uh, Demolition does. Plus, they were tag team of the year for PWI. Plus, they won three Impact Year in awards, which I know that doesn't doesn't really mean anything, but still kind of cool. Yeah, uh, I am a hundred percent going with Motor City Machine Guns. Yeah, this was the one I was going to be biased on. Um, Motor City Machine Guns were my favorite tag team in TNA. Even though I'm a big Hardy Boys guy, I still and and TNA, I Motor City Machine Guns was the team that made me want to watch more tag teams in TNA. So I'm also going Motor City Machine Guns. Alright, fair enough. So I, I I am curious to hear your answer though, Trey. I honestly don't know. Um because demolition was such a huge thing, even though they didn't win a bunch of titles. They're kind of like... I don't know. Well, no. They're similar to like The Undertaker or like Bray Wyatt. Like, they didn't really chase titles. They didn't really care about titles, but they were a, definitely a force to be reckoned with. And if you ask just about any old head what their you know top five tag teams are, guaranteed Demolition is in there. So... I feel like that gives them some... I get, they don't have all the accolades, but they still... Back in the 80s and 90s, I think late 80s, early 90s, if I'm not mistaken, they uh, they were like the team. That's fair. But, yeah, I feel like it... Obviously, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I, like, I like their entrance team as well. That being said, I'm looking at this bracket. Um, we still have a lot more to go, but we are way out of time so uh, next week or next yeah well i say next week um monday all right 
Are we recording this next upcoming Monday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We're, switch, we're, we're switching our schedule because both me and Dustin have different work schedules now. Uh, so we will so... be recording on Mondays from now on. Uh, I would say expect the episode Tuesday. I'd say Wednesday. Wednesday? Yeah, Tuesday or Wednesday. What's Tuesday or Wednesday? I would say Tuesdays. I expect it on Tuesdays around the same time as usual, 8.30 a.m. Uh, once again, yeah. you don't have to watch, you don't have to listen to it as soon as it drops. Uh, but it it will be dropping at 8.30 a.m. Uh, but I am looking at the rest of this bracket. Like I said, we only have one buy that I saw, and it was the Teddy and Taker. Yeah. The Outlaws um, were going to demolish them. Yeah. I think I, I'm I'm happy with how this turned out. I think a lot of teams. I think the next round is going to be good. We kind of spent more on the stables than we did the tag teams because the tag teams had some easy matchups. But I think we definitely have to go more in depth with both. Um, on the next episode. So next episode is just second round. Okay, this is what I was thinking. This do episode this is obviously up, the first round. Do this leading up to the WrestleMania. next episode. This no no no. Oh. Listen, listen. First round is this episode, obviously. Second round is the next episode. And then... So, one, two... Because March Madness, right? We have, I think I counted four episodes. So, this one, and then three more. So, next round, and then... The second round will be Monday. And then two... We have to fit the semifinals and the finals in the same episode. Is basically where I'm getting this at. That's fine. So it'll be round one, round two, round three are three different episodes, and then round four and five are the same. Well, expect to see Jacob's face a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> as long as and his then, schedule fits. Out. Actually, that, that literally takes us up to... So the finals, fun fact, the finals episode of this is, also has to be our WrestleMania predictions. Yep. So and we'll be on that one too. That's... Yep, this literally takes us all the way up to WrestleMania, so I guess that you're also were correct. Uh, so expect the last episode to be a longer episode as well. Um, yeah, especially because we got to cover two freaking nights of Mania. But that nice, being nice. said, guys, uh, make sure to follow all of our socials. Uh, listen to the rest of the episodes. I mean, we we say our socials all the time. Uh, everything is Stable Connection or Stable Connection Podcast, except for our Twitter, because Twitter doesn't like long handles. Uh, stable C underscore pod. But listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere where you can get a podcast. That's basically where we Quick are, question. except for iHeartRadio. I am working on I was on about that. to ask that. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, but thank you for listening, and join us next time when we go over the second round thank you guys have a nice day